0: an unusual experience yesterday i was uh i was getting ready i always spend some time on saturdays you know I prepare my notes uh, earlier in the week and send them to the staff team you know and get them ready for the um, for the projector and all that but i honestly had a great prayer meeting yesterday i'll talk about it in a minute but i sat down I have a little uh, living sitting here in my bedroom and I sat down in the chair i usually sit in i was opening open my notes up and getting ready to, you know to study for today and, y'all, it was the strangest experience in the world. Uh, I started to click. There's a place on my page. Just click, and there's my notes. And I started. He said, don't do that. I said, oh, come on. What? I want you to do something else. Oh, you've got to be joking. So, so I tried again. Times two. Oh, no. So I had to, I had to preach something else. So this is not what I planned, but it's what God wants. Is that okay? How many think it's probably better to follow what he wants? So uh, having said that, I've been in a series, uh, this would have been Lesson 11. We'll get there. Uh, last week, of course, was 4th of July. This week, I plan to get back to my series. We'll get it next time. Is that okay? I've been doing a long series on healing, and I'd like to put that into book form. There's just so much information there. People really don't understand divine healing, so I'm just trying to get, uh, put some real practicality to it and understand from the Scriptures how to receive from the Lord. But today, this thing is on my heart, and I just cannot get away from it. So the name of this is Steering Clear of Deception and Delusion. Everybody say deception, y'all it is strong today. Did you know that? See, if you don't know that, then you probably are deceived and then delusion, everybody say delusion it's here, so let 's talk about it a little bit. Somebody said to be forewarned is to be forearmed, so I just want to I just want to uh, give you some things to help you think about the days that we 're living in we 're living in some uh, times like I said of extreme deception and delusion, and I want to talk to you about how to navigate this crazy time we're living in. And, uh, you know, I believe we can make it through this time without being a victim of deception or delusion. But to do that, how many know you got to know truth? So uh, let me just give you a little background here. I kind of had an epiphany with the Lord about end time things. I taught, now don't turn me off when I say this. Everybody say, I promise I'll listen. Look me out in the eyes and say it again. Thank you. Say it one more time. All right. Ten years ago, for 25 years, I preached the pre-tribulation rapture. God's going to snatch us away. Before all that stuff begins to happen with the Antichrist and all that. And uh, ten years ago, I'm not kidding, I wet my eyeballs out on, in my study. I said, no, Lord, I just can't be so. And, uh, and God showed me that we're going to go through the first portion of that seven years. Uh, and I've been talking about that. I've been teaching the book of Revelation on Wednesday nights for a long time. We're at the very end of Revelation 21 right now. We're going verse by verse. So if you haven't been here, there's probably uh, close to 30 hours of teaching online. Just go to the book of Revelation and just listen. Just listen to it on the way to work or something. But you know, and, and you'll see what's coming. We got some really difficult challenges coming to the earth. How many hear me? Could you think? Can I just talk to you a little bit? Could, uh, what if What if it's really possible that Jesus could come back within 10 years? Do you ever think that? Would you be ready? Uh, question, what would you need to change? If you knew for sure, now none of us know for sure, and I, you can't set a time on it, but what if that's true? What would you need to change? What makes you think a lot, doesn't it? You've got 10 years or less. What if you thought, I've got 10 years or less to, to, to make a mark, do what I want to do, obey God, whatever, uh, is valuable to me in life i got less than 10 years now would that move you you need to start thinking that way I'm, i can't put a date but we're getting close so we're, we're, we're in a really strange time of change and the world as we know it i don't think will ever be the way it was before we are we are entering into a time period uh if you look at the scriptures both old and new testament and then the, also the book of revelation and what jesus taught we're into a time of divine judgment now now the divine judgment where God makes all of the wrongs right. And where he settles the cases everywhere where things have been wrong. How many hear me? So we generally don't like to hear the word judgment, but that's exactly what the scriptures reveal. The worst portion of that comes at the very end of that period. It's called the day of the Lord. Just an intense time that nobody wants to live through. And I mean, that's not my message today, but that's the kind of the background because I think we're heading into that time and so I want to talk to you today about how to steer free of, of deception and then the word delusion I'll define in just a minute. You know, back in I came to the Lord in 1976 and that was the height of uh, what people have termed the charismatic movement, spiritual gifts, the baptism of the Holy Spirit came in vogue and uh, people from all denominations uh, came to a fullness of the spirit as we call it. I was Southern Baptist, my family was, my mother Received the baptism with the Holy Spirit in 1975. I did in 1976. And the church I attended, I mean, we had uh, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Episcopalian, Lutheran, Catholic, Church of God, Assemblies of God, Pentecostal, and heathens. (laughs) That is those that had no background. All in the same, and they'd come on Wednesday nights. Get come to Jesus, repent of sin, get filled with the Holy Ghost. Just an intense time. So. I really came to God in, in the midst of a revival in our hometown, which is Florence, South Carolina. Then I attended a Bible school that started in 1977. 1977, uh, if you were alive back then, uh, <clears throat> Jim Jones in Ghana, South America, uh, got a bunch of people, over 900 people together, and convinced them that it was right to drink some Kool-Aid laced with poison. And all of them died at the same time, and the authorities found all the bodies just laying all over the grounds that, where, where they were. It was a terrible time. I was uh, 1977. I, I turned 19. I was 18 when that happened. I turned 19, and, you know, <clears throat> seeing that and uh, finding out what happened there uh, just south of us uh, in South America shocked me as a, as a young boy, and, um, and, but it put something in me, and I thought, you know, What would it take for that many people to be deceived by one man? I just can't tell you. It did something. It affected me. And um, that's the thing that put a push inside of me. And I thought, I don't ever want to be deceived. Have you ever thought that way? So I thought that way all of my Christian life because a year after I I really came to the Lord, that happened, I thought. And and here's what happened. I I said, well, you know, if I get acquainted with this book right here, if I really know it for myself and hide its contents inside of me, that's not going to happen to me. What do you think? So what happened there in 1977 is small in comparison to what's going on today. Y'all hear me out a minute, okay? Now, Jesus and the truth go hand in hand. Would you agree with that? Uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the what? The what? The life, yeah. Um, And when you get thoroughly acquainted with truth, you'll be a difficult person to deceive. I am completely challenged today at how many people have no idea what's going on. They're like a herd of cattle just following the one in the lead. I can't remember the name, there's a name if you tend sheep, holler it out but there's a name of us there's a name for the sheep the one sheep and he's, the, he's at the very head of the herd and, and when they're, they're taking him to the slaughterhouse and, and the little herd's being moved now, this is an older culture where you don't have trucks and all that but they're, they're, being, they're, they're walking to the place where they're going to kill a, a bunch of sheep maybe for a big community they got one sheep in the front and he's just walking Uh, uh, He's just walking and everybody follows him all the sheep following and then just before he he goes into the slaughterhouse he just moves aside and they just walk right in they're following the leader and you know I've often thought that uh, that's what's going on today a lot of people are just following what they see Jesus said this I'm the way, the truth, the life no one comes to the Father except through me if you want to know truth get acquainted with Jesus and get acquainted with Jesus by getting acquainted with the word is that right? See, if I, say, if I say I love Jesus, we sung songs about loving Jesus. That's really saying I'm in love with God and I'm in love with His Word. Because I don't know anything about Jesus. I don't know anything about, about God except through the Word. So the more thoroughly I'm acquainted with the Word, the more thoroughly I'm acquainted with Jesus. Yes or no? And the more I love the Word, the more I love Jesus. He said, if you love me, you'll keep my Word. Is that true? Now what happens if I don't love Him? I won't even think about His Word we got a lot of believers today they're, they're, they're more they 're more inclined to watch a video than to listen to the word it 's a sad thing, but it 's true john eight thirty one and thirty two um, uh, Bible in basic English. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had faith in him, If you keep my word, then you are truly my disciples, and you will have knowledge of what is true, and that will make you free isn 't that good so there 's something about putting the word inside of you that helps you navigate. Above what's around you, does that make sense? Wonder what would have happened to some of those folk that were with Jim Jones in 1977 if they just had an inkling of truth. He twisted truth. They what they thought what they were doing were, was right, but if you know Jesus, He's the one that keeps truth straight inside of you. Yes or no? Isaiah 33:6. I love this one of my basic scriptures for my life: wisdom and knowledge. Will there be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Wisdom and knowledge. What is wisdom and knowledge? It's the Word. Now, what is it saying there? The Word will be stable, bring stability into your life. If you feel like you're unstable, up one day, down the next, never know what's right, up from down, right from wrong, good from bad, check out the Word. It brings stability, it brings light. Yes, yes or no? The Holy Spirit's called the Spirit of Truth. And I will ask the Father, Jesus said, John 14, 16, and He will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He's the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. Everybody say all truth. The world can't receive Him because it isn't looking for Him. It doesn't recognize Him. But you know Him because He lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I'll not abandon you as orphans. I'll come to you. So think, think, think of it. This It's just cool to me to think that Jesus was with the disciples, and I hope you come with us Friday night and look at The Chosen. Uh, it's awesome on the big screen with our big sound system. It really is kind of cool, Susan. I've looked at all of them, many of them more than once. Right, Susan? So uh, anyway, come. But, um, but anyway, J- Jesus was with the disciples, but think about the fact that he's inside of us. The Holy Spirit's in us. That's the spirit of truth, and he'll witness to you right from wrong. John 16, 13, when the spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. Uh, you, You look at the way some believers live. When the spirit of truth has come. He will guide you to act like everybody else. That is not what he said. He will not speak on his own. But will tell you what he's heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory. By telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the father is mine. That's why I said the spirit will tell you. Whatever he receives from me. So you know we need to be acquainted with truth now now i said all that to say this the media and online social apps are refusing to allow anything to come online that disagrees with um, with their thought processes have you heard what i just said it's really a strange 16 17 months here of what's happened worldwide now if you if you disagree with uh, certain statements that are made publicly about a number of issues, then you know you got this little thing that comes up on your Facebook page or on your YouTube account or on your Twitter account or on your Instagram account, and they won't let you say that. I've had things I've tried to publish and they wouldn't let it do it. And then algorithms everybody say algorithms. Well, those are little sneaky, sneaky things that those that own these uh, apps. Apps uh, uh, put into the programming so that, and they listen and they listen to words. And if certain words are st- stated so many times, they won't allow whatever you put on there to go very far. Now, I can tell you the algorithms are, are not allowing what I say to go very far because they don't want people to hear what I got to say. I wonder why that would be. Why would somebody disagree with you when you're speaking truth from God's word? Is it because they don't know the Lord? Huh? Is it because they have a plan and purpose besides God's plan and purpose for you? What do you think about that? So anyway, uh, there's a a precursor. I think what's happening right now is a precursor of of persecution that's coming to the body of Christ worldwide by the hands of, of those who don't want God in our lives. Because, you know, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Where God is, there's freedom. Where Jesus is, he brings freedom. Yes or no? It's really uncanny, these, uh, these communist nations of yesteryear, when the Iron Curtain, they call it, was up and uh, travel was difficult. You couldn't travel to Russia. You couldn't travel to various places in the world. And, and you certainly couldn't bring a Bible with you. Because you would be arrested, imprisoned, and then the Bibles would be cons- confiscated. Why do you think that was true in those kinds of and, and and now there are certain places in the world you can't take a Bible, huh? Because the why the Bible brings freedom, the Bible contains truth, the Bible contains personal responsibility, and the idea and the idea that I'm not going to blindly be led by somebody who tells me what they think is true. Is that true? I know it's strange for me to say these things, but we're living in a day of great deception, y'all. And my concern is that many believers are swallowing it, swallowing the deception hook, line, sinker, fisherman, boat, and motor. How many heard what I just said? So again, um, you know, if you're going to find out what's really happening in the world today, you got to look somewhere else other than the media. Now listen, I know it's when I say this, some people bristle and say, why well, you talk? you being political? Friends, I am not being political when I talk about what I'm about to talk about. Now, I got three of you, that's right. What about the rest of you? See, it gets quiet. You know, it uh, used to be, did you know that uh, you know, the major colleges and universities that people call great and influential uh, used to be seminaries? theological seminaries? Did you know that? Did you know that used to be the pastor of a church in any community, and this is around the, the time of our revolution and beyond, churches in a community, the pastor was the most educated person there. You ever thought about it? I bet you haven't. Did you know people came to church and the pastor talked about what's going on? and kind of set the tone for the community. Uh, I wonder how much that's happened. And now instead now, see how how it's flipped. Now the pastor gets up and says what people want to hear cuz he wants to draw fill all the chairs up. Now that's the temptation. I'm telling you that's a temptation. I'm resisting that temptation. I'm not saying what I say to please you. I'm not saying what I say to run you off either. I just, you know, I have a heart for you. And I love you. And I want God's best for you. And I have to preach from my heart. And if I try to do it any other way, then I'm preaching from a place of deception. Uh, Y'all want to hear some more? Uh, Censorship. I've never seen it like I have today. I've said this, but I need to re-say this again today. It's blocking information. And you know, to me, why are you blocking information that we want to put online? What's the reason? I mean, if if what you're doing is true, why don't you just let everybody say what they're going to say? Because truth is stronger than a lie. But if what you're saying is slanted, twisted, and not completely truthful, then you got to watch what's put on there because it might enlighten someone that what you're saying is not completely true. Have you ever thought about that? So uh, the censorship today, to me, is a precursor for and is setting up the world for the spirit of Antichrist that is soon to rise. Now the thing that bothers me about that is the scriptures reveal, and I may read it here in a minute. I'm just kind of floating along here. I got a lot to say, and I, I, there's no way I'm getting all this all I've written down said today. But uh, there, there's just, um, there are believers that say they know the Lord, but going to fall away. 2 Thessalonians two three is clear about it. In fact, let me see, I'll find it. Here it is. This is the Amplified New Testament. I just gave it to y'all. Uh, Let no one deceive or beguile you in any way, for that day will not come except the apostasy comes first, unless the predicted great falling away of those who have professed to be Christians has come. Does that bother you? And the man of lawlessness or sin is revealed who is the son of doom or of perdition. We're living in a time that people that aren't thoroughly grounded in truth they're going to follow the common diatribe that's being spoken by everywhere, everybody, everywhere in culture. Everywhere meaning all the media outlets, all the social network outlets. And, And then if you want to say something different, you can't say it. Yes or no? And the thing that bothers me, I'm telling you, I'm heartbroken. I've wept over it, and I don't know there's anything I can do but pray. I can talk till I'm blue in the face, but you know what I found out? People believe what the culture believes more than they believe God. And there are people that I know who I thought were grounded in the word. And they don't even realize they're falling away from God. It's a frog in the kettle thing, you know. You put a cold-blooded frog in cold water, stick some fire in a cauldron. You've heard the story. The cauldron of water heats up and the frog just thinks, man, this is some great water. This is a beautiful day. Until until his blood begins to boil and he dies, and that's where we are today. People that are deceived don't even know they're deceived, and they think there's something wrong with you and won't even get around you. I've experienced some of those things in the past year, and it's bothered me very very deeply. Yesterday I was on the way to everybody okay. Yesterday we know we have a nine o'clock prayer meeting. I encourage you to come. It's a little bit a it's just a different kind of prayer meeting. And I made it that way on purpose because you know you can pray with a list, and, and that's okay to do that. I have a list. I get it. There are things I pray about every day. But then there's another way to pray, where you say, "Okay, Holy Ghost, you know more than me, and I've got a weakness to. I don't know what I should pray for as I should." Romans eight twenty six. So uh, I'm gonna let you lead, and, and when you unction me, I'm gonna go that direction that you talk to me about. Well, that happened. Yeah, that happens on Saturdays. I usually, if I'm here, I'm lead the prayer meeting. I'm off a little bit sometimes on that, but usually I'm here. Uh, anyway, uh, so um, uh, on the way to the, the prayer meeting, God gave me a, a scripture. And, and let, me say, uh, let me say this first. In the prayer meeting, I was just really surprised yesterday because I started praying for decept- about deception and started praying for the children in our classrooms all over this nation particularly, but really worldwide, they are being sold a lie uh, about racial issues, about sexual issues. And if somebody doesn't stand up, they're going to grow up believing a lie. And then America will lose all of the foundation of Christianity that, it was, uh, that, that has been here and that kept us free and kept us, and kept us blessed and prosperous, and we'll, we'll go straight to hell as a nation. Did y'all hear me? So we, we prayed for um, the body of Christ. We prayed for pastors. I mean, this is by the unction of the Holy Ghost. We prayed for pastors to stand strong and be bold and not kowtow uh, to the pressures. And not just in America, but all over the world. Pastors face the same thing worldwide. I have pastors, friends all over the world who face the same things that we face here in America. How many hear me? That they'll speak the truth, even if it's unpopular to do so. Now, that's a bigger deal than you would think, but it is. Uh, We also pray for children who rise up in uh, classrooms all over this nation to say what they believe is true when deception about race and sexuality are brought up in the classroom. Raise their hands and say things like, Teacher, that's not what my mom and daddy taught me. That's not what my Sunday school teacher said. You're saying something different. And see, the teacher wants to close their mouth, and that's where the parents better step in. How many hear me? We prayed for boldness for children, for teachers, for leaders on school boards who know the Lord, for parents, for pastors, for church leaders and Christians in general, that um, they will lovingly and boldly stand for what is right and, and do so even when they're criticized and hated for it. That means boldness. How many know you need boldness today? Most people, now the problem with America is we want to be liked by everybody. Well, if you're liked by everybody, you, you, you're probably not in love with the word real strong. Now, you don't want to have a persecution complex. But right on the other hand, if you go with this culture right now, there is no way that you're going to be able to agree with a lot of what people are saying today. Now, that's not saying that you want to be antagonistic, but you've got to be loving, kind, and bold. And that's what Jesus loved, and that's why... The commoner in Jesus' day loved him. Because the religious people were looking down their, their hypocritic noses at them. And Jesus just exposed and told the truth the way it was. Is that true? We've got to come back to that somehow. There is a spirit of lying and lawlessness that is deluding the world right now. And we've got to stand up against it. So just before prayer, I was on the way. I was in my truck. I was on the way here. And... Um, and, and, and uh, scripture kept coming up to me, and I'm just going to cut to the chase and not read the whole thing. But it's found in 2 Thessalonians 2, specifically verse 11. And it talks about the time that the Antichrist rises uh, to power. And there has been a falling away of, of people who, I would call them pseudo-Christians. They, they know the Lord, but they didn't know the word enough to stay hooked when times get tough. And challenges come, and people resist what they believe. They just kowtow and fall into it to the trap of believing a lie. You hear me? So Second Thessalonians 2 be a good ch- chapter for you to study out and read and come to your own ideas about it. But verse 11 came to me yesterday before our prayer meeting then it prayed what, what I just said. And for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie. Now let me back up the coming of the verse nine says the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. See, if you don't love this book, you're open to deception. So if you're a believer that rarely reads your Bible, you're open to deception. If you're a believer that comes and hears what I say on Sunday but does nothing to crack a book, crack the book, the word on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're open to deception. Did you hear what I just said? And then if you don't go further and meditate on this word and keep it in you so that all day long it's coming up from the inside of you, you're open to deception. That's why the scripture says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, speaking and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's the reason, why do I quote scripture? Because it's inside of me. And what put it in me? I put it in me. Why? Because the Lord spoke to me. Get it in you, buddy. And that's what I've been doing a long time. How many hear me? I was talking to somebody this past week in my office. I, um, I'm getting off my notes, so we'll figure out what happens here. But the uh, um, first Bible school I went to in 1977, we had one class. They just titled it Faith. And it actually turned into two classes because the first period of time, which was in about an hour, turned into this. So we come into the class the first day. This is the best thing, I think, that ever happened to me besides salvation and meeting my wife, Susan. And Mary and her, and the baptism with the Holy Spirit. You think, what else? <laughs> so, no. I was in that class, that guy said, Clear your. Uh, 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 well, he, he wrote three scriptures. The first day of class, he wrote three scriptures on the board, and uh, he said, Now I want you to memorize those, and you're going to clear your desk next time you come in a week from today, and, and you're going to write that down, King James Version at the time, uh, with punctuation, and you'll be tested as to your knowledge of those three scriptures. We said, you got to be joking. And, and so here we are. we got, I don't know, 20, 25 people in the classroom, you know. So here we go. I, I got to memorizing the scripture that first week. Uh, that next week, we went to class. He said, clear your desk, get out a pencil and piece of paper. And, and he wrote the scripture on just the scripture reference on the board. He said, now, I want you to write that with correct punctuation, please. And he gave us a few minutes to do it. Then he said, after he did that, he, uh, he wrote three more scripture on the board. So here's another three to add to that. So here's another three this week you'll memorize. So, so every week of that class, and, and it went for several months. You got three, come on, figure it out. Three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18, you know, 21, 24, 27, 30. I mean, we just had a lot of scripture. By the end of the class, it took almost an hour to write them down. And you know what that did inside of me? It put the word in me. Did you know some of those scripture I can quote verbatim right now? Still, all those years later, that's the best thing that ever happened to me because it taught me, number one, how to memorize. And then it taught me how to meditate the word. And that has kept me through thick and thin. Did you hear me? So if you don't have the word in you, it could be a real challenge these days. How many hear what I just said? So uh, anyway, I, um, uh, th- there's just so much going on here that we've got to stand for what is right. We've got to stand for truth. I want to make this statement. I've got this in my notes. Now, this sounds like a political statement. It's, not, it's what's happening right now. There is a plan and a scheme worldwide to bring the whole world together. Did y'all know that? Did you know the spirit of Antichrist is this one world government ideal? Did you know that? I, maybe you've read. If you haven't, you need to. There are, there are organizations and conglomerates of people. You can call them what you want. Their whole goal is to 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 organize the world in such a way that there are no borders. And that there are no distinct people groups in any nation. But then now because travel is so easy and simple, all nations are the same. The whole ideal behind that is... All nations will have one set of laws, rules, and regulations that they follow. Did you know that? Have you ever thought about that? If you haven't, I want you to think about that because that's called the spirit of Antichrist. And this person the Bible calls Antichrist, he'll never be called Antichrist outside of Scripture. But he's going to take a hold of the system that's already in place and milk it for everything it's worth. Did you hear what I just said? Not only that, but then uh, there'll be a common, there'll be a common denominator financially worldwide. Are you excited about that? I'm not. That means you have to acquiesce to their witches, their man, demands, and their control systems. And and their, with their control systems come certain belief systems. And if you don't fit the common belief system, then you get a demerit, and, and you don't, uh, and you're not able to function economically the way you could. Is that exciting to you? Now, because I just said that, I want to make this statement that's in my notes and I underlined it. Communism, Marxism, Socialism, Lawlessness, and Atheistic Thought. How many know they're all the same? How many know there are people in our nation that want our nation to be like that? They want our nation to be communist, socialist, Marxist, and atheistic. They don't want to have you to have anything to do with God because with God comes morality. So let me read this communism, Marxism, socialism. Y'all okay? Lawlessness, atheistic thought are seeking to mow down the America that we have known, and the end result is to shut the mouth of the church and stymie the effects of the Bible on our culture. When that happens, your freedom's gone. So here's the question Do you enjoy walking with God today? Do you enjoy the freedoms and liberties that our Constitution has afforded, as I mentioned last Sunday? Do you like the, the fact that you have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, uh, freedom to gather, to congregate wherever you want, freedom to go and do as you please? How many appreciate that? Did you know we're really close to losing it? How many knew we're close to losing it? So if you think there's what happens that has just happened the last year is great, no, it's not great. It, there's a plan behind this. Now let me say this. Everybody okay? I've said this so many. I've said this at least five or six times this last year. But see, we got new people coming all the time, and I've got to tell you my experience of what's happened. So it was uh, actually I looked it up on the calendar yesterday. We were in the mountains of Tennessee at a board meeting of a ministry. I'm uh, on. I'm on the board, and uh, and we came back on. Um, We came back on Thursday, uh, March the 12th. We were in the mountains. We didn't have the TV. When we got back, we found about out about Corona, COVID-19, because we were in the mountains, didn't know anything about it, and and it suddenly blew up while we were gone. And you know, we turned you know some things on and looked at the news and said, "What what in the world's going on with all that?" Then we found out this COVID thing had become a deal, and the news media was blasting it everywhere. And then that's the weekend, March 15th was the weekend that the governor of North Carolina shut, shut everything down, said, churches, y'all need shut down too. We had a service because he did that late at night on Saturday, and I wasn't about to change our mind, my mind on that. And we had service the next day, but then after that, we just kind of shut her down, had online services. Y'all remember all that? Well, uh, the 12th was a Thursday. I got home. I had this real weird, specific mind. I remember all this stuff. And... uh, And so the next morning was the 13th, and I usually wake up to pray. And I usually get up in the morning, I read my Bible, and then i got a place upstairs, I go, And then I kneel down in a chair, and I start praying. And then after I pray, I just kind of sit there a little bit, you know. That's a good thing to do after you pray. If you want to hear from God, just sit there a little bit. and Lots of times he won't say a thing, but thank you, I'm glad you're with me. And then other times, you know, you just have something rise up. And this day... The 13th of March, it was a Friday, after I had prayed, I was sitting there. And y'all, I mean, I no more expected what happened as to, as to be a person that, be the first person to land on Jupiter. I'm not thinking this way, but this word nefarious, So what? what? Now, I got to give you some history of me. Before I came to this church, see, God always speaks to me with words, just words. I love words. I'm a wordsmith. I love words. I love words, and uh, before I came here in 1993, November 2nd, Tuesday in November 1993, he gave me three words, already existing church, they were less interesting, and, and that was this church It lost its pastor the next year, he let me know ahead of time, and then in 2016, January, the third Tuesday of January, 2016, I'm minding my own business, same thing, just sitting there, trendsetter, give me that word. Well, I had to completely change our staff team, and it was a big deal. It's still a big deal to me. And uh, anyway, how we run our church, how it's governed, all that. And I, anyway, it's a big story I'll have time to tell. But then, so, so, so the 13th of March, I'm sitting there nefarious. See, every time God speaks a word to me, it means something pretty big. For me, it's always been a life change. Do you hear what I just said? When he speaks these words, it's, it's, it's because there's a life change coming. And that word kind of epitomizes what the life change will be. And so this time when he said the word nefarious, well, I never. That's not in my, that's not in my vocabulary. It's not, not a word I ever, ever remember using. But I've noticed the last year I've heard it. Have you heard it? Oh, It's weird. Now, it's a Latin word uh, from nephus unlawful and fari to utter. So, so it's uttering things. That are and, and so so it means wicked in the extreme, abominable, atrociously sinful or villainous, detestably vile, nefarious. Now when I heard COVID nineteen, he refer, he related nefarious to that. I said, "What's that got to do with some virus thing?" But he kept talking to me about that. So I looked it up in my I have an eighteen twenty eight dictionary, and I looked it up. And uh, I got some synonyms for the word. If you want to really know the, the, uh, what, a, how, what a word means, look up the synonyms, similar words. Listen to the synonyms, wicked, evil, sinful, iniquitous, villainous, criminal, heinous, atrocious, appalling, abhorrent, vile, foul, base. Yeah, you all got the same words, right? I can go faster, Good. Uh, abominable, odious, depraved, corrupt, shameful, scandalous, monstrous, fiendish, un, uh, diabolical, devilish, unholy, ungodly, infernal, satanic, dark, unspeakable, despicable, outrageous, shocking, disgraceful. Good grief! What is this? So I'm sitting there going, "God, what's going on?" And then, and then you know, March happened, and then April happened, and then we opened our church back up May 31. And that was um, and, uh, you know, that was uh, uh, a great day. It's it's the uh, it's the day the Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost It's Pentecost Sunday. And we opened up that day and we've been open ever since. But, uh, you know, what I found out a lot of people got really afraid real quick. And then I got to listening what was to, to what was being said everywhere. And I said, and inside me, see, here's, here's how you know the Holy Spirit. Listen to what people are saying. And while you're listening to what they're saying, listen inside. Now, this is not a good habit I have, but I can be talking to Susan or one of my kids or you. And you're talking to me and I won't even hear what you're saying because suddenly I went inside and I'm listening. You know, kind of like, you know my dog, when he hears a noise. Or a horse turns his ears. Well, that's what happens. And if you'll learn, now that's not good if you're having conversation with somebody, but if you'll learn to listen, and stay out of deception. How many hear me? So, I intuitively knew that um, I was, what I was hearing was more than just the coronavirus we're dealing with. And here we are 16 months later. This thing has to do with controlling human habit patterns. Did you hear me? There's a system of control attached to this. I never thought this this was going to be the mark of the beast or whatever, and people ask all these questions. No. But it is a precursor. It's a standardizer for what is to come. And there are going to be things worse than COVID-19 come down the pike PICO. They say it is. Um, uh, can one of you on the back, one of my ste- team, can y'all run and go get me one of the forms I have out on the round table? I forgot to bring it. Can, can I have that one? I, I promise I'll give it back. I got one. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, so uh, everybody Okay. This is not about COVID, but this is an example of what's happening today. There is such disinformation on on so many levels of life. It's not just about health. It's not just about COVID-19. It's not just about taking the jab. Thank you, brother. Now I have two. How kind? Good. You can have yours back because I'll forget. Thank you. Uh, So what I did is um, uh, you can't find what I put in this you can't find this unless you really look hard and then know where to look. And so I know where to look and how to find it. Uh, so I've got a, a, a what are you, QR code here. Is that what you call it? If you'll just scan, go get one of these sheets and scan. I mentioned this a uh, few weeks ago and that I did this on a Wednesday night. If you'll scan this little QR code thing. Uh, I've got 15 articles and, uh, uh, including videos. 15. And if you'll go there, it's things that you'll never find online about COVID-19 and about the inoculations, the vaccines, which have not been approved by the FDA, which people are having huge problems with, and nobody will talk about it. Have you ever had a time in your life where medical people are not allowed to talk about things? Do you ever wonder why? Is that a problem? See, some of you were upset because I'm talking about this. Somebody better talk about this And I'm not just talking about this. This is a precursor of other things. If you'll do it with one thing, you'll do it with something else. So I double dog dare you to go get this sheet or go to June the 2nd, Wednesday night, June the 2nd. Look up my notes. Uh, I've put um, hyperlinks on all of the information. The information's here on this sheet, but you can't get to it. But online, they're hyperlinks. You click on the hyperlink, you go right to the article online. And they are on places on the internet that nobody will take them down. You can't put this on Facebook. You can't put this on YouTube. You can't put this on any, any public venue. You can't put it on Twitter. They will take it off. You say, Pastor, you, you messed up. Well, you can call me what you want. I'm, it's all right with me. I'm just saying if somebody will do it with this, they'll do it with something else. Yes or no? And if you think people that are hiding information have your best interest at heart, think again. How many hear me? You ever ever go back and read Nazi Germany? This is weird, isn't it? I can't believe I'm talking about all this. You ever read about Nazi Germany? Did you know that the majority of pastors agreed with Hitler? Did you know that? Have you even thought about it? Huh? Did you know that the government, the, the German government was placing, was putting out propaganda so people would think that Hitler's ideas and ideals were good? And they just framed him a certain way. Just changed the name. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, I believe he was decapitated at age 45. Because he's one of the pastors that says something's wrong with this. And nobody would agree his friends left him. Wouldn't have anything to do with him. He stood up. Now, it's the same spirit that's going on with this. I'm going to hear what I just said. I'm not saying that anything like that's going to happen here. And I'm not saying they're akin to Hitler. I'm just saying that the same attitude and demeanor that wants to hide information and use propaganda to make you believe certain things that are simply not true is here. And that's in the atmosphere of the world today, and it's not going anywhere. How many heard what I just said? So if I'm making you nervous, I think that might be a good thing. I have to say these things nonetheless. Jesus said, uh, when the disciples ask him, what would it be like just before you return, Jesus? What's the world going to be like? And the very first thing Jesus said is, take heed that no one deceives you. Why did he say that? Deception would become the order of that day. And, and here we are, y'all. And a large portion of the church won't say what I'm saying today. A large portion of pastors, they ain't about ready to say what I'm saying today. Then I'm not doing this to be the Lone Ranger or any other reason except the Lord put this on my heart. And I love you, and I want you to be aware, we're living in a day of deception. 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 2, the Holy Spirit has explicitly revealed, at the end of this age, many will depart from the true faith, one after another, devoting themselves to spirits of deception and following demon-inspired revelations and theories. Wow. That's today, that's not somewhere else, that's now. How many hear me? The Antichrist will be a deceiver. If you go to the notes online, I've got so many scripture about the Antichrist being a deceiver. Daniel 8.25 says he will be a master of deception. Wow. Um, 1 John 2.21-23 talks about the spirit of Antichrist. Knowing the difference between truth and lies. And he says... uh, uh, Any entity that doesn't accept Jesus Christ as come in the flesh is of the spirit of Antichrist. It's the lying spirit. And then 1 John 4, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. If that was true 1st century, what about the 21st century? Crying out loud. Isaiah 5.20, the woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That's where we're living today. Yes or no? Question: Are we speaking up? Are we going to the school system when you when your child or grandchild brings something home that you know is ridiculously wrong, and it's going to ruin the thought patterns of those children? If we're not speaking up, we lose. So I've got this list, and I actually found this list from last summer. It was in my archives. Here is the spirit of Antichrist. The spirit of Antichrist is all over uh, what I'm about to say. You ready for this? He pushes for this. Now, what I'm about to say, uh, um, this is not political correct speech. Okay? And some of you may may not like what I'm about to read, but, but I have to do it because it's truth. So here is the spirit of Antichrist. Any of these subjects I'm about to mention has the spirit of Antichrist on them. That means that attitude against God, away from from Jesus, away from Christianity, away from Judeo-Christian ethic, it's on these things. Are you ready for this? Abortion. Same-sex marriage. Pornography. Pornography. Fornication, which is living together without marriage. A lot of people don't know the word fornication. Homosexuality. Now, like, you know, when I say anything about a lesbian or a homosexual, how many go, God, God deeply loves every human. And I actually love these people. They're some of the sweetest, kindest people I've ever met. You just have to give that up to know Jesus. He will help you. If you're living together without being married, you've got to give that up to come to Jesus. Yes or no? You watch pornography, you've got to give up your pornography to come to Jesus. Yes or no? Transgenderism, pansexuality, that's become popularized. And that's what they're wanting to teach in our classrooms. Are you excited about that? Relative values, socialism, communism, control, atheism, lawlessness, fear, godlessness. Amorality, If you put an A in front of anything, it changes it to the opposite, 180 degrees. So morality, amorality, as anything goes, right? Yeah. Ine- inequality, rioting, violence, division, racism, borderless nations. There seems to be something that I wanted to read. And uh, let me see if I can find it in my notes. I think it's later on down. I'll get to it in a minute. So... Uh, that is the spirit of antichrist and when you see those subjects be aware go to my notes and look at that some and and compare it to what you hear today that's that spirits on that i want to give a definition to the word deceive and uh uh, which the word deception comes from and then delusion because uh, we're living in that time frame where that's happening on large scale right now daniel webster in his uh webster's dictionary 1828 version to deceive, he said, means to, be, to, to mislead the mind, to cause to err, to cause to believe what is false or disbelieve what is true, to impose on, to delude. Second definition, to beguile, to cheat. Third definition, to cut off from expectation, to frustrate or disappoint as his hopes were deceived. Uh, number four, to take from, to rob. And so again... You know, we have a lot of Scripture, and I'm not going into them. I don't have time. They're in the notes about, about speaking truth and steering clear of deception. We're also living in an age of delusion, 2 Thessalonians 2.11. For this reason, God will send them a strong delusion. Understand, God doesn't delude anybody, and God doesn't deceive anybody. But when a person chooses to put his, God's Word that He gave us by the person of the Holy Spirit over a period of sixteen almost 1,600 years by 40 different authors, and He came upon them, and cause them to write the words we call the Holy Bible, 66 books. How many hear me? When you set that aside, God says, okay, I'm going to let you do life your way. And in that sense, he sends a delusion. That is, he doesn't do anything to keep it from coming. You get it? So in living your life, if you choose to do opposite of what God said, God says, have it your way. You Get it? Not a good idea. Would you agree? Everybody okay? So delusion. Listen to the definition for delusion. This is crazy. And this is today an erroneous belief that is held in the face of evidence to the contrary. Is that happening today? Big time. Big time. A false belief that is resistant to confrontation with actual facts. Is that happening today? You know, I could give you the illustration of COVID-19. If you're a medical professional, you can't say anything about that. You'll lose your job. The hospital you work for will say, shut up. If you're a doctor, shut up. You'll lose your job, son, daughter, whoever you are. you lose your job. Yes or no? I've got videos on the sheet of doctors whose mouths have been Stopped. And they're upset because science is not being followed. How I many hear me? Friends, if you do that in one area, you'll do it somewhere else. I just want you to see what's happening. So, so, so if you think everything's hunky-dory and wonderful, we're going to get back to normal. It'll never be normal. Don't get used to what's happening. Understand what's happening. Prepare yourself for your future. And be ready to be bold in God and let the Holy Spirit use you and let the gifts of the Spirit manifest in your life. How many hear me? Delusion, an erroneous belief that is held in the face of evidence to the contrary, a false belief that is resistant to confrontation with actual facts. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? I, I want you to look this up when you get home. Look these notes up again and read them. A delusion is a belief held with strong t- conviction despite superior evidence to the contrary. <sighs> Friends, that's happening now. Now. Did you hear me? Mm. Deception is everywhere. Lying has become commonplace. Everything you read, everything you hear has a bias and a slant to it. Yes or no? You got to make choices. So the ability to speak freely is being challenged by deception and delusion today. Biblical Christianity, as my notes, will be challenged forcefully in the not-too-distant future. And you're going to have to take a stand for what you believe. Are you willing to do that? What are you going to do? Will you stand for God in His Word, or will you yield to pressure to conform? And I just said this, churches and pastors are being challenged to take the easy way and give in to the changing beliefs and lifestyles of their community. One of my staff members said that, that, that staff member said one of their, uh, one of their kin showed him a podcast. And in the podcast, this person who says they're a Christian is saying, well, you got to change with the culture. No, no, no. We, we remain who Jesus has called us to be, and we change the culture. So what are you going to do? What am I going to do? I don't know about you. I plan, I plan to walk with God and lovingly speak truth. How many hear me? And model what others should believe and how to live. That's what I'm planning to do. How about you? It's a crazy day, y'all. And it's time to walk with God. It's time to really get serious about where we are. We're right on the cusp unless God... And God could intervene, and I'm praying that He does. We're right on the cusp of losing our freedoms in America to to preach and teach. and, And it's going to be on the heels of the LGBTQ movement. Did you hear what I just said? When you push for those kinds of rights, the Bible says one thing about God's character that nobody wants to recognize today. And it's the word holy. The nations around Israel, I've said this so many times, practiced paganism. Via sexual immorality of the grossest form. Men having sex with men. Women having sex with women. women. Adults having sex with children. I got to say all this is true. You can read history. Humans having sex with animals. Anything that I just said has demon spirits attached to it. And you go to every heathen religion that has ever existed that you read about in the textbooks and in history books. That's the kinds of behaviors that were fostered in the heathen temples. That same spirit is grasping the world today and is rising up in the United States of America and wants you and me to shut up about who Jesus is and how holy God is and how wonderful He is and how He can transform your life. Today, hopefully for you, will be a day of awakening. I'm very aware a lot of believers are not awake. Question, are you awake? If any or all of what I said offended you or aggravated you or made you angry, I submit to you, it may be that you're not yet awake. I'm not talking about woke, the way the culture says. I'm talking about being awake to righteousness. I'm talking about being enlivened by the Spirit of God so that you love people where they are, but you stand for what is right. Many hear me. How many are ready for, to contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints, as Jude said? How many are ready to do it? How, how many are ready to be, um, uh, and yeah, you know, I got a whole nother message on this one. How many are ready for persecution? In 2000, I could call it hope forever, it feels like. 2015, I was uh, kneeling at a chair on a Saturday morning in our prayer meeting, and I'd never prayed this in my life. And this come out of my mouth, and it challenged my heart, and it challenged me. And here's the prayer. And I'd never said this, I probably, I'd never said this in my life. I said, Lord, I um, pray for martyr grace. For those on the front lines, Who will love not their life to the death. Like the apostles did. Like Paul did. Like Peter did. Like Jesus did. Because there are those that are alive today in the body of Christ. Who will be on the front lines. And who will give their life for Jesus. Because the screws are tightening my friends. And what was once so easy to believe is being challenged. You've got a choice to make. Are you going to acquiesce, fall away from what you've believed because it's too hard and too much pressure? Or are you going to stand for what's right? Come what may. What are you going to do? That's a big question, isn't it? Huh? We're going to find you if you keep preaching that. Okay. We're going to take your 501c3 away. Okay. We're going to come after your family. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. We're going to put you in jail. I'll not stop doing what I did. Now how about you? Now this sounds outlandish and strange, but this is the day we're living in. And you need to get ready and be prepared. So question do you really believe what you say you believe? do I really believe what I say I believe and am I willing to be challenged and am I willing to be to begin with marginalized, set aside, laughed at, looked down upon Am I willing and do it with a smiling God bless you huh Why I mean that's where we're living you hear me? My heart tells me there's a lot of believers going to fall away because they're not willing to do what I just said. And, I, and my heart cried to God, Has God, help me to be willing to do this. Help me to be stand when nobody else will. If nobody else in the world stands, I'm going to. You've got to have that kind of attitude. Do you have that attitude? Huh? Hmm. Are you willing to lose your job over what you believe? Better not talk about that one until you think about it. Am I willing to lose my job over what I believe? Right? Finances rule the world, don't they? It's crazy. Have I made you think?